He is a man on a mission. With a mandate to raise generational leaders. Called to set in order the things that are out of order. And to bring leadership development, human capacity building, and wealth creation to all. Welcome to Maximizing Destiny with Dr. Michael Hutton Wood from the House of Judah, the Leadership Factory, raising generational leaders, impacting the nations. And now, here is Dr. Michael Hutton Wood. Can we give Jesus a big clap offering one more time? Look at your neighbor and say, Happy Homecoming Sunday. And look at somebody else and say, Happy Easter. One more time. Look across the room at somebody you haven't seen for a while and say, Man, it's good to see you. Wow, 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 wow. Give Jesus a big hand. Wow, what a joy. What a joy to see every one of you in the house today and all our members watching online and all our virtual members. We appreciate you. I sent a text around this week about the homecoming Sunday and I said everyone who wants to come to the service should text the number and um, my friend Moses, Pastor Moses sent me a message. What about us, the online virtual members? What about us who have been watching from the U.S.? So I said, I stand corrected. <laughs> and you want to say, our virtual, online virtual members across the nations, you are also welcome to join us. So let's give a big hand to all our online virtual members across the nations and our members who couldn't make it today. We miss you. We thank God for your lives. Amen. Are you glad to see Rosalind in the house? Mary Kwashi in the house? Aaron and Janita and the children in the house? Mama Becca in the house? Amen. Is there anyone I've left? Enos, good to see you today. He's been here last week. He couldn't make it. Come on, give everybody, all of you, good to see all of you. Edward. Abuna, I was going to, I'm li- I was leaving Abuna for last. Welcome Abuna and her baby. Nanapokus latest. Hallelujah. Come on, give Jesus a big clap offering. We're excited to see every one of you in the house and everyone watching online. You are all welcome. Amen. Please be seated. Powerful praise and worship as usual. God bless you. Good to see everybody here. Amen. This is our homecoming service, uh, the beginning of homecomings. So, uh, our precious uh, members who are online. We've opened the door, set the pace for you to know anytime you are ready to come, you can come and join us in the house. Amen. 
Awesome. The whole of this month, we're looking at the power of sacrifice. Now, I really want you to really pay, to really, I've said it really twice, to really pay attention to this subject because this is the foundation of Christianity. I'm telling you, when you catch this one, I mean, you've heard me say before, if you catch this one, but, but this is the, this one. This is the, today, let, 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 me, let me read this to you. Um, the whole world has four days off in our calendar and Christians worldwide are celebrating Easter and today Resurrection Sunday because one man sacrificed. One. <laughs> the only thing he did was the theme for this man. Sacrifice. One man. God so loved the world that he sacrificed his only Michael Jr. Hattonwood only son. I have only one biological son. And I gave him to Christ the moment he came out of his mother's womb. I said, Father, this son of mine belongs to you for life. That's the same thing God did. The fundamental of Christianity is sacrifice. You know, I was coming downstairs and the Lord said, You've forgotten one scripture. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Present your bodies as a living, not when you are dead. Thank God for God's voice. Not when you are dead or your body is tired. Giving everything to who? That's why I said you should come and sit here. Oh, you preach with me. Present your body, your life, as a living sacrifice unto the world. You are alive. Your life must be lived as a sacrifice unto me forever. Forever. Before I married my wife, I told her I'm a poor teacher. And you are sentenced to this life of sacrifice for God. Whether we become prosperous or not, this is it. We are sentenced to a life of sacrifice. And every believer must understand that he gave his life for humanity. Watch this. Through a disgraceful, shameful humiliating death, burial, resurrection, ascension into heaven. And watch this. Still at the right hand side of majesty today, he's still sacrificing and interceding for us. (laughs) 
Follow the good news is that if even nobody is praying for you, don't let me scream today, I'm trying not to scream. If even nobody is praying for you, he is still sacrificing and praying for you at the right hand of majesty. His ministry of sacrifice has not ended. Everybody screams, sacrifice! You can't stay married if you don't understand sacrifice. You can't stay a Christian, born again Christian, if you don't understand this subject. <laughs> Present your body as a living sacrifice unto me throughout your life. You know, precious online viewers, <laughs> you and I and everyone in the house can hear me because these people here Everyone used to come to church on Fridays and then Sunday. These media people and music people get here about 9.30 in the morning. Latest by 10. To make sure everything is set, including ushers, prayer. The department that come here at 9, we get here 11, 11, 11.30. There are people who 24-7, around the clock, make sure Everything is set up for us to come comfortably and sit down. If these people don't understand sacrifice, nobody will be watching anybody on the planet, on this platform. You see, I'm trying to let you understand that nothing significant happens in life without sacrifice. I understood that Many, many years ago. That's what you see, when the lockdown began, it, it wasn't a question of, my leaders were there for me, everybody. It wasn't a question of, what are they saying? No, 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 no. Get on with it. People must be blessed in this lockdown. Get on, Bishop, get on with it. You don't need encouragement. Your life is a life of sacrifice. Believers. It's not only pastors whose lives are lives of sacrifices. All believers' lives are supposed to be lived as a life of sacrifice. <laughs> That's why Romans 5 it says, God demonstrated His love towards us. In the world where yet sinners, nothing. There was nothing he was going to gain from us. Whilst we were yet sinners, he sacrificed his life with nothing promised in return. Because what is happening around the whole world right now is people, they won't do anything except there's something in it for them. But that's not the life of Christians. No, no. We don't do things because of encouragement, of applause, of fame, of popularity, of being paid. The Christian life is supposed to be lived as a life of sacrifice. With no, no expectation of rewards. The rewards will come, but that should not be the motivation. 
If I'm preaching, say this man is preaching. All this that we enjoy today was made possible by the Jesus ultimate sacrifice of his life. That's why the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten, only, the only, there was only one son he had, and he gave him. And it's all because of what? Love. And John 15, 13, listen, listen to this. Greater love, look at your neighbor and say, if you're sitting with your family, you can ask them, you can say what I'm saying. If you're sitting, you can do with you, you can say it across the room. Tell your neighbor, ask your neighbor, you love me? What proves that you love somebody? John 15, 13. Could you please put this up? John 15, 13. Greater love hath no man than this. Aya. Somebody say aya. Greater love hath no man than this. Than to lay down one's life for one's friends. So, the true definition of love is laying down your life for other people. Not for you. <laughs> Greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for one's friends. So the proof of genuine love is laying down your life, and that's another word for sacrifice. Sacrificing for somebody else, not you. So, let's begin by giving you the definition of sacrifice. If you can write, please write. So the whole of this month, we are looking at understanding the power of sacrifice, which actually is the, maker, the making of stars. Sacrifice is the root for greatness in life. Today, Jesus has been given a name that is above every name because he was willing to sacrifice his life to go to the cross, to die and be raised from the dead, sitting at the right hand of majesty, still interceding for us. The name Jesus was given to him as greater than any other name because of that ultimate sacrifice. So, listen to this, the definition of sacrifice. Please write this down. From the Advanced Learners Dictionary, it says, Ayah. The word sacrifice means the giving up of something of great value to oneself for a special purpose or for the benefit of someone else. That's what sacrifice is. Giving up something of great value to you and I for the express purpose of benefiting somebody else. So, Sacrifice does not benefit me. It benefits somebody else. So, a sacrifice is giving up something beneficial, profitable, or of immense value to you. Not for your benefit, but for the benefit of a special purpose, like God's kingdom or somebody else. So, the word sacrifice means giving up, everybody say giving up something. Not just anything ordinary, but something of immense, tremendous value to you. But you give it up for the benefit of somebody else. That's what sacrifice is. So, listen, until you and I are ready 
to give up something that is of immense value to us for the benefit of somebody else, we shouldn't use the word sacrifice. I'm sacrificial. I pay tithes. I come to church. Tithing, there's no benefit somebody else. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there will be meat in my house. And prove me now. I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You, not God. You. Tithing is for you. Praying is for you. Church attendance, they go from strength to strength as they appear in homecoming service. They go from strength to strength. No God. So it's not a sacrifice. I came to church. It was a sacrifice. The definition we are hearing today is no. No, 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 no. I'm in a media department. I'm ushering people. Now you, it's a service, a living, it's a living sacrifice, serving God to benefit you. God is not in the equation, except you do something that does not benefit you. It is not a sacrifice. What benefits others? Pastors finish church on Sunday, and guess when they start preparing for the following Sunday? Monday. They call it. I used to call my Monday day off. You, by, by now you know there's no day off. So thank God for my wife. That sacrifice for her. Monday, spend small time with me too. You have put another program there. And before pastors pray, one sermon that the pastor preaches involves 24 hours sacrificial preparation. You don't just get up and preach. Meditation, preparation, prayer, three hours into it. Before the Today's service, I got up at 3, 2, to pray through it. Through the service, including the food bank. So nothing interrupts it. Sacrifice. So, I'm sorry? All pastors' messages they preach is not just, they just came. No. Dignitaries are coming. People have issues in this COVID-19. A 19-year-old teenager has flooded the whole world. 19-year-old teenager has flawed government, flawed people, caused you and I to put on masks. 19-year-old teenager has affected all our lives. 19-year-old. Isn't it called COVID-19? 19 years. A 19-year-old teenager has disrupted everybody's life. Your clapping is envious. Just because you did not originate, it doesn't mean you shouldn't clap. 19-year-old teenager. I'll determine how we greet, how we walk, what we wear, how we sit, even in church. 19-year-old teenager that we have never seen. None of us have seen it, but he mentioned his name, and we all have to comply. Who killed Goliath? There was a joke sent to us yesterday. Who killed Goliath? Fill in the gap. Then they put da, 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 da. Then they put vid. V-I-D. Then the person wrote COVID. Eo. Who killed Goliath? Instead of writing David, he wrote Co- <laughs> to fill the gap for David. You haven't been in church for a while, so your clapping has finished. <laughs> he put Co- to fill the gap for David. And then the teacher said, answer is David. See me after school. That's what we do in Ghana. 
So, what can rescue us from COVID, the 19-year-old teenager, is a life of sacrifice for preservation. Because he said, those who obey and serve me, I will take sickness away from them. I will preserve them and I will ensure their days are fulfilled. Sacrifice is the key, ladies and gentlemen. Not everybody feels like waking up in the morning to go to church. Or waking up to go and do certain things that does not benefit them. Sacrifice. Our team preparing for the food bank. When shopping, I think everywhere in Croydon knows them this weekend. And they came early to pack the bags. What is that? Sacrifice. Listen, every, everything involves sacrifice. Nothing meaningful comes out of our lives, you and I, without sacrifice. So, listen. Sacrifice is not sacrifice. Until it costs you something. Sacrifice is not sacrifice until it costs you and I something. This month we are going to learn how to get back to our roots of living a life of sacrifice. Yesterday we heard the sacrifices that teachers and nurses and frontline workers make at their personal expense for our comfort through the contributions of some of our members and teachers uh, that work with Pastor Michael. And including sacrifices that pastors and ministers have been making pre-COVID, mid-COVID, and post-COVID. Listen to this. When the lockdown began, they said they closed down churches, and one of the reasons was churches are not essential services. The government of this world, including our governments, had to reverse their decision with speed swiftly to exempt churches and pastors from being described and considered as essential very quickly because they discovered those who are comforting, those who are dying, and those who bury their dead are the pastors and the churches. They reversed that blunder with speed swiftly. Because the church, the sacrificial church, is the only answer to everything that is going on in this world. The church is the answer. Because they are the only sacrificial body that within this lockdown, they found a way to keep their congregations comforted, encouraged, and to stay sane. The church is an essential service. The word, is so, the word sacrifice is so crucial that Jesus said, don't worry about what you eat and what you drink and what you wear. But rather, seek first the kingdom of God. Sacrifice your life for the kingdom. And watch me bring everything in your direction. Tell your neighbor, sacrifice peace. Listen to this. There are some scriptures that people don't quote anymore in the Bible. This month we will see quite a number of them. Because we must get back to our roots. All of us are forgotten, including pastors. Luke chapter 9, verse 23 to 26. Everybody shout and scream, the power of sacrifices. Power of sacrifices. Listen to Jesus. 
If any man will come after me, or follow me, or give their life to Christ, listen to the next line, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, just as Jesus carried his cross, you have a cross to carry, not a Mercedes to carry, not a Burgundy, not, not, not a Lamborghini. Christians, we have a cross to carry. As he suffered, we must also suffer in certain areas of our lives. But today, most of us don't like suffering. We, we, we bind it. Suffering comes I bind you, Satan, get up. No, stop binding. He's here to stay. Suffering is part of our Christian journey. If any man will follow me, let him deny himself. Take yourself out of the way. Take yourself out of the way. Bishop, take yourself out of the way. Hatunut family, take yourself out of the way. Let him deny himself. Let him take... Listen, listen. Let him deny... You deny yourself. You take up your cross. I'm preaching. This is my cross. Pastoring people. Take up his cross daily and follow me. Listen, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is man's advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? For whosoever will be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed, whom he shall come in his own glory. Today, many of us, all of us, include many of us. I've, I've, I've learned not to say many of you. Inclusive. Many of us don't want to suffer anything. We want a rosy life. We want everyone to like us. So we are not making any clear difference. Some people think they are making a difference. But compared to what God has in store for us, like 1 Corinthians 2.9. Oh. 1 Corinthians 2.9. Talks about what God has prepared for those who love Him and live a sacrificial life. Compared to where God wants us to be, we are nowhere near it. So every time I hear people say, uh, something has to be done in the house of God. Then they say, I'm waiting to the end of the month. Before I can pay this or pay that or do this or do that. Immediately I know we have not gotten into the fullness of what God really wants us to have. And it's, it's a burden on pastors. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a pain. Why do you have to wait to the end of the month before you can pay this and pay that or do something or do kind, act, acts of kindness? When God says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prosper. When he says, oh, I want all great. I died on the cross. I died on the cross. I, I, he became poor that you through his poverty, he has paid the price. That when any need arises in the house of God, that you have provision to cover it. But the seed for it is sacrifice. In every seed is a forest. And in every follower is a leader. Leaders are not born, but Leaders Are Raised is an insightful book by one of the leading authorities on leadership, Bishop Dr. Michael Huttonwood. People are not disadvantaged, they are just ignorant. Shows you 
some of the steps and qualitative processes involved in how leaders evolve through nurture and development. Leaders are not born. Millionaires are not born. Wealthy people are not born. They are made. You become what you want to be by the choices you make in life. You are not born rich. I mean, from your mother's womb and your face, rich. System, rich. You may have been born to rich parents, but you were not born rich on your face. You became rich by things you did or became poor by the things you did or did not do. You see, it's all about choices. Live here and start making some changes. What kind of future do you see? Paint your pictures from the scriptures. Pick your future. What kind of business do you want? Ordinary business like everybody else or the one that people travel far and near to look for. Leaders are not born, but leaders are raised in an insightful book by Bishop Dr. Michael Huttonwood. Available in paperback and on Kindle. Please call 0208-689-6010 or visit www.houseofjudah.org.uk and order your copy today.